What's up, everyone? Welcome into a new week of Locked On Bucks. And we're going to start with part two of our conversation with Milwaukee Bucks championship winning assistant coach Blaine Mueller. My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show daily and far my other work over at ESPN. In part two of the chat, we're going to talk about uh, Blaine and the other coaching staff on court with NBA players. We're going to talk about uh, what it's like to coach Giannis and work so closely with him. What did PJ Tucker bring uh, to the championship team in the locker room? Uh, what memories does Blaine have of the NBA championship, the historic NBA championship? And then we're going to finish up by asking about early impressions from Marjan Beauchamp. Uh, we know Blaine was with the team in Las Vegas at Summer League. So plenty of buck stuff to talk about through uh, here today with an assistant coach. It's very rare we get this opportunity I know, by the way, just a quick note, there has continued to be some bugs in the system with the audio stuff on my end, at least. Uh, Apologies for that. But hopefully uh, this podcast uh, you found enjoyable. And if you missed part one about Blaine's journey to the NBA, please go back and watch that. It's a fascinating story. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. about the on-court stuff because this is something that I, I I had no idea until I was in practices and at games regularly to see uh, what you guys do. And it's such an obvious thing now that I feel stupid that I had no idea that it went on. But you go into practices and there might be, whatever it might be, might be younger players, might be players that are coming back from injuries and you guys will jump in scrimmages or that type of stuff. Or you mentioned Skylar. So for Bucks fans might know Skylar. There's been, I think, a couple of stories about the fact that he would often be defending Giannis and just getting... By the way, he is a huge man. But he he, Giannis, <laughs> Giannis bullies everyone. And Giannis is... And, and I'm just looking at Skylar thinking, how is this guy not broken uh, by doing this with Giannis all the time? But you're the same. So if you're working out with individual players, if you are scrimmaging and... You're like as you said, you played it down, but you played D three basketball. So you you're it's I can't even discuss how much better a basketball player you are than me. But I'm watching like and I'm just like, if I'm not an NBA player, I feel like if I was out there scrimmaging, I'd be like, all right, don't stuff this up. Uh don't do something wrong. Just try and get everything right. It it feels like it would be a stressful scenario. You've done it a lot a lot now. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I mean, early on you're like petrified. Yeah. Because uh, you know very much like you are not anywhere near it doesn't matter if it's one or one through 17 like you're not anywhere remotely close to being as good as the best player that's out there best players right um i mean the number one thing for us is like uh don't get anyone hurt yes (laughs) and don't screw up the plays like run the plays and put you know whoever whether it's you know sometimes it's one guy like you said on a rehab sometimes it's a full play group where like you might only have one or two coaches that need to slide in to get it Mm -hmm. to five on five um you know sometimes it's three on three four and four half court full court whatever it is like we want like we want to give them a look is like what we would say like you want to put whatever guys are on your team in the positions that they're going to be in um within 
our offense, within our defense, like whatever our coverage are, whatever our actions are, like we're trying to, um, you know, synthesize a game for them. And basically like you're, you're not out there to like be the superstar and take every shot. Like if you're wide open, you need to shoot it because it's like, it's for the flow of the game. Like you need to be a basketball player, Mm -hmm. but like, no video guy should be like pulling the ball out to like <laughs> ISO against like his scout coach. Cause he wants yes. vengeance. Like you're trying to, you're trying to make it, um, you know, as close to a real game as possible as it is. And I always say like, it's great cardio. Like I'm running corner to corner, yes. um, you know, staying out of the way, like just try to try to make a smart heady play here or there, maybe grab an offensive rebound, but just make sure nobody gets hurt. If you're open, shoot it. Um, but really just trying to make sure that like the play as much as it can be is high level and as close to, you know, feeling organic and real uh, for those guys so that they're getting something out of it. Uh, with Bud. So I think for the longest time, he's been known as a guy that players love to play for. I give you the, it's the cliche, but a player's coach. And uh, one thing that from speaking to different assistant coaches along the last three, four years that he's been in Milwaukee, they all said that, he does like to delegate. He gives guys responsibilities. Um, I'm sure there's been a process for you and there's building trust and all those types of things. What's Bud like to work under? He is, he's so smart. So it's so, it's very intimidating. <laughs> I will say. Right. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's pretty incredible. So like my first year was the intern and I like, I wasn't in the coaches meetings. I was, I was back in the video room, like just grinding away. And then that transition to head video coordinator, or like when you're in the travel party and now you're in the coaches meeting. So now pre-practice, post-practice, you know, post-game, whatever it is, um, you get insight into what's going on. And a lot of it is just, you're a fly on the wall, kind of taking notes, good, bad, or, or indifferent, like what's kind of going on. What is the approach? Like, so, with him, it's he he's able to keep tabs in so many places. I think that's one of the biggest eye openers of being a head coach in the NBA is like there are so many different moving parts going on. Like it's not as it's not as simple as just an X and O. Um, but he's very competitive. Um, he wants to win more than anything. That's at the end of the day, that's all he cares about. Um, is like I'm sure you've heard it competing getting better and like playing winning basketball. Um, So I've been very fortunate to have come up within this video room and to learn from him, not just from the standpoint of him being the head coach um, and that relationship with a, with a video coordinator, because that, that role is really anywhere in the NBA. Like you're, you're the head coach's right-hand man in terms of like the prep, the video, the digging, like the mining, finding trends, you know, whatever's going on, good, bad with a team and trying to be able to like relay that to him and, and vice versa, like him being able, identifying things and asking me to go find the film uh, to match it. Um, but there's another layer with him having been the head video coordinator, like he's done the job. And so, you know, with him, it's like, no one's ever going to do the job as good as he did. Right. And like, I, you know, in 20 years, I'm going to feel the same way. Like no one, you know, no one's ever going to do the job the way I did it. Right. Um, but it's, it's very unique and I, I take it, I have a ton of appreciation for it because it's made me so much better. Um, I can't imagine like where I was four years ago to now just from being around him and like 
sitting in, whether it's team film sessions, just the, the coach's session before. And sometimes it's a lot of times with vitamins and the coaching staff gets pulled out. Like it's just me and him. So like being able to watch him go through a clip, like one clip from a game on an edit and basically just break down the whole thing. <laughs> and like, it's like, I'm like, Oh yeah. It's like, it was a, that was a great move. And he's like talking about, you know, <laughs> like the, you know, a DHO that happened like 10 seconds before it and how like that manifested the whole thing anyway. Like, so I'm very appreciative of it because it's, it's just, I think it's pretty unique. I know like Spo obviously came through the video room and um, it's just a, a different path um, that I, I think is pretty incredible to, to kind of go through that phase. Like, and no one, uh, no one makes a career out of being a video guy. Like there's, yeah. there's a, there's a lifespan on it, but like the it's, it's a PhD in basketball. It's like, you watch so much film, you're just immersed in it uh, constantly, your team, other teams. And then like to be able to kind of just observe, um, you know, a head coach and a head coach like Bud going through how he manages deciding a, whether a clip is in or out or what order it's in or what order the sections in or how long the film is and like, what do we need? Like all of those, the intricacies that go into managing the team and, and all these moving parts that he does. Um, it's, I'm very lucky to be able to, to watch it kind of unfold. And then from my standpoint, take those things with me as I move forward. Well, I can't imagine that the Bucks coaching staff gets through a game without uh, the, the appropriate energy and the appropriate sustenance, which brings me to my main point that I think that the whole Bucks coaching staff should be eating built bars pre-game during the game. I can see Bud munching down a built bar on the sidelines. Let's be honest. And if you haven't tried built bar puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Uh, it is a delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. Uh, the builder's just done it again, honestly. And let me introduce you to the new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to built.com to snag a box for yourself and the family. It will be a perfect treat where you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself, which is what Justin Garcia does at the radio station. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. What about the players? So you're in a, in a film session and clearly there's feedback bouncing backwards and forwards. Is there one of the players from this group that I don't, I don't know if it's, if you want to say is has coach tendencies or whatever it may be, is there a player in these film sessions that, that is always all over everything or super vocal uh, pointing things out? Because again, from what I understand, but is saying, okay, I probably know what's going on. What, what are you guys telling me what you're seeing in those types of things? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you know our guys um, for the most part. Like, we have unbelievable guys. Like, our guys let him, allow him to coach them. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter one through 17. Like, he's going to coach them, like, and hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we're, we're very, like, I mean, you can you hear horror stories about 
yeah. other places and like just personalities and like look like these guys are they're superstars like they're you know across across the league like they're we're to a certain extent like expendable right like it's just if we, it happens every year coaches coaching staffs get fired whether it's their fault or not like but the players are the players like they're the reason we all have jobs anyway so like no there's no argument here but um we are very fortunate that our guys like they they allow him to coach and coach him hard and hold them accountable and like demand from them like the level of competitiveness competitiveness that we demand um whether it's you know game six of the nba finals or you know a game in february like he's we're going to compete and we're going to play hard like it doesn't matter um the opponent the the circumstances who's in who's out like that's our approach um and that translates to the film sessions too i mean and there's there's guys that like that will to a certain like voice their opinion or like just share like hey well this is what i sure. saw and like and he talks through it like it's um you know it is it's not always you know black and white in terms of and, and especially with the game and how fast it is and um that it's not as simple like when you can you know push pause and play and rewind stuff and like talk things through um it's never going to be perfect but um i think especially with how with how our our kind of our leaders are the Giannis, the chris the drew like they're all selfless and they want to be coached so if if he's going to be able to coach Giannis and chris and drew and you know hold those guys accountable then he's going to be able to do it all the way down the roster so if we go back to the championship run and you talk about guys that uh needing to stay somewhat relaxed trying to stay uh be uh coachable stay in the moment work through pressure situations whether it was brooklyn and by the way even getting over miami a team that obviously had beaten you the year before but then going down 2-0 to brooklyn the Giannis injury going 2-0 to phoenix i mean it was an incredible journey in terms of how these players were able to honestly from the outside the most simply simplistic way i can put it is just stay positive in all the moments where it could have completely derailed uh, what does that look like inside i think for us like at every step of the way it was just there was just a level of confidence that like we had we had the guys i say we but like they had put in the work and they had gone through enough from the previous couple of years that like this this is just a bump it's not like the end point i think was kind of the the feel that we got um and like we just are that same group like the whole group really but our you know Giannis, the big three Giannis and drew and chris are like they're they're quiet and confident guys at the end of the day and like they don't get too high. They don't get too low. Like Giannis has said that a million times in press conferences. Yes. Like, <laughs> like it, that's it's it, that's again with their, uh, how good our guys are. They're very authentic too. Like they the people that you see in their interviews. Like that's who they are. They're great human beings and they're authentic and they're just those those three and especially Giannis. Like that's just there's just unflappable. Like they're it's not we're going to, we're going to go and compete like whatever we're up two Oh or down two Oh, or, you know, it's a game seven or it's the NBA fight, like, or Giannis is out. It's just the guys, their focus was just on competing and winning. They weren't thinking about like 
what could happen um, if things go wrong. Like that, that's just how I felt. It's like every step of the way, it's just those three, um, their, their demeanor and their approach. It was no different than, you know, when we were up in Miami and, you know, up 3-0, like, and trying to close them out, right? Like it, it was the same, same approach, regardless of whether we were up or down or starting a series or trying to finish one, like they are who they are and like, we're going to roll with them. So if they have the level-headed uh, confidence and uh, and you're already smiling. I don't know if you know what direction yeah. I'm going at, but if they have the quiet confidence and uh, certainly the almost quiet competitiveness, even though we can all see it, uh, you're the if you're the D3 PJ Tucker, uh, what did NBA PJ Tucker bring? Because he, again, from the outside, is almost the opposite of that. Uh, his competitiveness and his vocal ability to tell everyone that it's not over was a contrast to the other guys on this team certainly certainly yeah and as i touched on like the the quiet confidence of of the chris and Giannis and drew like that collective like they're great leaders and they the way they go about leading is a little bit different it's it's not the you know in your face like grab you by the shirt bark like (laughs) Like right, yeah. PJ's talking all about dogs. Like that's he like <laughs> tapped. He that's what he brought is like he brought the guy that um was was willing to say what everyone was kind of thinking, um, but just make sure we're all on the same page and um <laughs> did it in a way that was like it just he demanded your attention and um but he had the respect of the form of, of the other of his teammates, of the other players. Like he's played in big games. He's been in big series, like, and he's gonna he's gonna walk the walk. Like he's he's not just gonna sit here and say all the things that people want to hear or whatever. He's gonna go out there and do it. And I, I just think like from from the competitive, um, and there's like the the picture of like him going face to face with KD, like from like their little scuffle, right? Like we're not gonna back down. Like, and he just kind of they I think our guys always had that in them. Uh, I know that they did, but f- like he was able to just kind of tap into it in a way that we didn't, we hadn't really had a personality like him before that, you know, the, from, from the various trades we'd made, but like, that's what he brought. Like that was part of kind of his spirit. And like, they gave those guys, I think another level of confidence that, that they always had, but he just kind of tapped into it because he's like, he's got his big voice and like, he, <laughs> he's like, like just barking and screaming and like, and then goes out and lays everything on line and right. Like doesn't score a single point in game six of the finals, but he's out there and like, I think he's got like the best plus minus, yeah. like he's invaluable, right? Like in, in that space, like just does things that help you win. All right. I've only got a couple more because I know we're going way over time, uh, but I have to ask you about working with Yana specifically because I, I can sit here and say that, you know, watching every Bucks game, and watching this guy every single night is just, I mean, it's a joy for me. And, you know, as a guy that's the best basketball player in the world, you're working with him closely and you're seeing it from the bench every night. And you've already spoken about his personality, but just through the basketball aspect of coaching uh, and being so close to him, is that, do you think about it often or do you just get too locked into the job and, and what you're trying to do on a daily basis? I think early on, I, I, I mean, I was like wide-eyed, 
yes. <laughs> kid coming in. We're just like, I mean, and it just, it just because, like they're human beings. So like, yeah, he does things that are just otherworldly every night. And like, you have to kind of like take a step back and like realize like how special he is uh, as a basketball player. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's just like, I, I think he doesn't like to, kind of dwell on any of that stuff like he just yeah. wants to win so it's like it becomes pretty easy to not get caught up in and like the highlights and um just kind of the allure of that i would say um it's it always like we get back in training camp and like you kind of forget because he's been in greece like all summer and like we're gonna like you forget how big and strong and powerful and athletic this guy is and then you like you get him out on the court with like you know some young kid like Sandro got, you know, got quite a bit of, quite a bit of it last year. Uh, like, it's just kind of like, that was his welcome to the league experience. Right. Um, and where it's, and then you go through the whole season and there's like, there's this, the stuff that he does on both ends of the court um, with and without the basketball. They're just like, it, it's incredible. Like it's, I, I think Bucks fans, I, I know Bucks fans appreciate what they have in him for sure. It's not one of those things where you take it for granted. Uh, so the championship in general, and you could probably go on forever, but we've spoken about your path and how you got to the NBA, grew up in Wisconsin. And let's be honest, the team sucked for a long time. I was watching them every game. So, you know, I, the first time I came to Milwaukee in 2014, I believe it was just as someone, this is an NBA fan. And I myself was walking into bars and asking them to put the Bucks game on across the road from the Bradley Center, and they're like, I don't, "They're like, I don't know what your problem is, man, or where you're from, but this we're, we're not putting the Bucks game on. We're watching some other random thing." So I, I totally get it. Uh, and then you're getting photos with the with the trophy. You're in the celebrations. I mean, it's it's an extraordinary story. And of course, I know that you would say, "Well, the players did all this, you know, Bud did all this," but for you personally, it's it's crazy. It's just an incredible story. Yeah, I mean, it, it's real and it happens. It's still like one of those things that I don't think I've like fully wrapped my head around, even a full year later, like that, that, that we did it. That, I mean, and the players did it. Because uh, at the end of the day, they're the guys on the actual court. Um, but very surreal and, and fun experience again from the standpoint of having my family there to share in it in in such a large way um and like my hometown and family friends like uh extended that are bucks fans in general anyway and now they feel like (laughs) through me um they have uh you know an association with the team an attachment to the team that i i i enjoy like that's what i love the most about my job is like being able to share the experiences with other people um and you know hopefully that they feel that you know too but certainly surreal for all the things we talked about is with it being the hometown team and like from where we were to um you know with being up on toronto to the uh, the bubble and then turning around and like having gone through all that stuff made the whole group the team the players also the coaching staff and like bud especially just like so hardened for it and like ready to just take that on um because it was it's i mean it was daunting like there's there's no question that um i don't know what would have happened had we fallen short right like there's and 
um, you know, literally driving home from Brooklyn after game two, like thinking like, I mean, how are we going to win a game? Like, and then to go from that to uh, winning the whole thing, like the, the roller coaster of emotions that are like the NBA playoffs, like you win one game and like, you think you're going to, you're going to, yeah, you're going to sweep them and, uh, you know, win the whole thing and no one's ever going to beat you. And then you lose one game and like the sky's falling. <laughs> like, and you're just because there's so much on the line uh, for everyone. Um, and like it, it swings back and forth. And but having been through it, it's, uh, it made it that much more special to, I know for the players to have gone through what they had to go through with um, the previous couple of years. And then what we went through within that journey with all the stuff that you talked about, like getting over the hurdle with Miami and then the Brooklyn series, especially game seven, like, I mean, as cool as it was, as cool as game six was like, I'm not trying to sell. This is, this is a testament to how incredible game seven in Brooklyn was like, that's the best. That's the most memorable basketball game I've ever been a part of. Um, and just to witness it unfold, like was unbelievable. Like it was such a high level basketball game. Um, and like the, the consequences of, of that game couldn't have been magnified even more. Um, and then like losing Yanni for a couple games in, in the Atlanta series and like Bobby and Brooke and Chris and Drew, like stepping up in such a huge way. And Jeff T in game six, yes. like in Atlanta for him. Like there's so many stories like and like pieces of it all coming together. And then again, like Phoenix, you go down Oh two and like come back home and, and then rattle off four straight. Uh, but I will admit I did. I rewatched the championship game uh, on the one year anniversary. And then that just led me down a path. Like I got all the games um, that from the broadcast. So then we kind of went down the wormhole of like watching game seven and watching game five and then watched all the, all the, um, finals wins but no I, I i think the overall journey which which is like that's the culmination um like holding the trophy of like just for everyone the players the coaches performance staff the front off like just hours upon hours upon hours of work and you know sacrifices that everyone's making in some capacity uh with their personal lives to pour into something and to have it rewarded with the ultimate prize. Um, and then for me, the added layer of being for my home state team, um, having you know, 10 of my family and best friends at that game to, to win it on our home floor um, is just nothing short of special. Well, I, I, I do agree with you. Like, I feel like if you say game six wasn't the highlight of the finals and it feels wrong, but people have asked me, and I still think game seven was my most memorable as well, just from watching, just from a, a you know, complete outsider, the stuff that, that hardened bank shot. You yeah. guys you guys not getting a shot off at, at the end of regulation, basically not scoring for the whole of overtime. Yeah. And we know what happened at the end. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many ridiculous things in that game. And that's only in the last five minutes of regulation and yeah. overtime. So. Uh, yeah, I imagine the stress levels were pretty high, but NBA doesn't really s stop. And you've been through another season; you went straight into it. Last one I've got for you is Bucks fans are is super. There hasn't been too many rookies to get excited about in recent years, or first round picks, I should say. Yeah, you're outside of Dante. Uh, people are very excited about Marjo, and I think when you look at the individual skill set that he has, it makes sense. It's it feels like a Bucks type of player. You were there in Vegas. Uh, 
what was it like uh, early impressions working with uh with Marjan in, in Vegas uh, if Bucks fans don't already love him they will um he is a perfect fit in every capacity from from the human being to the skill set at you know for for a position of relative need for us and like where the league is to to get these you know a big wing um and but really for me like he's so early in his career and, and early in his time with us that what stuck out with me the most is just the human being and how uh incredibly kind and appreciative and inquisitive he is like he's he is going to be in perfect hands to be around Giannis and Chris and Drew and Wesley and Pat and all these guys, Bobby and Brooke and all these guys, like as a, as a person, he is the perfect fit um, for this group. And I, like he has, like you mentioned, the skill set and the intangibles when you look at him and his length and his athleticism, um, but all that, all that's going to come for him. Like the basketball side is going to come just from time being around these guys, putting in the work and he's, he wants to be great. Uh, he really does. Um, he wants to be coached. He wants to be pushed. He wants to get better. And like I've said, like Bud said a million times, that's what we're about. Um, so like from a Bucks DNA standpoint, like it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's just if people know the story, which I'm sure they do by now, it's hard not to support that story and the, and the path he's taken to the NBA. And uh, just quickly, are you prepared for Joe Ingles to – uh, give you all types of, uh, well, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to swear, but are you ready for the Joe Ingles uh, personality hey, the Joe to Ingles enter the locker room? Experience? Absolutely. No, I'm super excited. Um, I've, I've very close with uh, the video, former video coordinator in Utah. Yes. Like raved about Joe. Like everyone said, George was with him in Utah. Mm-hmm. Said he's like, he is the greatest guy. So another great fit and Aussie uh can't get enough of them in milwaukee um i am i I have to say i'm forever uh jealous like i want to be able to say mate like (laughs) it's like a just vernacular so badly but and i'm a huge uh, fan of the boys um with butcher i don't know if you watch it but just like i wish i had an australian accent like it's i think it's the coolest thing but i'll never i'll never be able to you don't get enough time. I guess you get enough time to come come out here, but there's just, surely there's a Greek uh, a Greece trip. <laughs> one of these off seasons, have you been? Yeah, well, I did. Yeah, we went. Uh, we went last year. Um, Thought so. We got out there. Yeah. No, I mean that was incredible. Uh, list. This was awesome. I think I told you half an hour. We've gone for an hour, so this will end up being two podcasts. But um, no, this was good. I mean, you can probably tell. I I could. I could just keep talking and talking and talking with you. This was great. We we don't we don't often get uh, this type of insight, man. So this is this is really fun. Awesome. Yeah. No, I I love it. Love doing it. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, well, I mentioned, uh, you know, now you got Joe there. I got to try and find my way back at some point. I haven't been. I thought I was leaving for a month when the when the league shut down in 2020, and I still haven't been back. So maybe uh, at some point this season, I'll, you're due. Uh, I, I am very much overdue. Uh, Blaine Miller, assistant coach. Well, let's be honest, championship winning assistant coach uh, with with the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a title we can never forget. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We're going to keep rolling three episodes a week next week. I can't keep doing five a week. We're in the middle of the offseason. I need, I need a breather. 
we'll catch you guys next week i mean you, you clearly got some filler time if you're throwing me on here so you know uh, that is that is not something i'm willing to accept Mike. thank you sir thank you for having me thank you